C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Please visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products, keeping environments safer, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash Radio. It's a great pleasure to welcome our guest, Sue Barnes, RNBSN CIC Fellow of APIC. Sue Barnes is an independent clinical consultant, and after retiring in October of 16 as the National Program Leader for Infection Prevention and Control for Kaiser Permanente's eight regions, 38 hospitals, and 630 medical offices, um, Sue is board certified in infection control and prevention and has granted the designation of Fellow of APIC in 2015. Sue has also been in the field of infection prevention since 1989. Wesley Laporte is the co founder of Phone Soap. Wesley is a graduate of Brigham Young University in Life Sciences, and before Phone Soap, Wesley focused intensely on cancer immuno- immunology research. He has published in the 2011 American Association for Cancer Research, an annual issue with two abstracts. In 2012, Wesley co-founded Phone Soap with a consumer device that not only charged and disinfected phones simultaneously. Now, after three years of development, Wesley and Phone Soap are proud to release their medical-grade rapid UV disinfection device, Phone Soap Express. Sue and Wesley join us today to discuss the risk of contaminated cell phones and tablets in healthcare. At this time, it was a great pleasure to introduce our guests, Sue and Wesley, to the program. Welcome, Sue and Wesley. We're so glad you're here with us today. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you. Happy to be and here. I want to thank the C. Diff Foundation for inviting us to participate on your show today. I think our topic will be of interest to your audience. Uh, that being the risk of contaminated cell phones and tablets in healthcare. And while we will be referring primarily to hospitals throughout the show, the information is important for outpatient clinics and other ambulatory facilities as well. I want to start by describing the problem a little bit more. One category of handheld devices is exponentially increasing and predicted to continue increasing in healthcare, and that is mobile electronics, cell phones, and tablets. Mobile electronic devices are being introduced into healthcare at a far greater pace than protocols are being developed to guide cleaning and disinfection of those devices. And according to a recent survey, there's great variability in the processes used and the frequency with which these cell phones and tablets are cleaned. So until professional guidelines are developed to address how and when to clean these devices, the process must be approached by healthcare facilities in a deliberate and standardized fashion in order to keep patients and employees safe. Thank you so much, Sue, for that nice introduction. And yes, absolutely, we agree with you. And Sue, we're going to ask you is why are cell phones and tablets being used so much in the hospitals and other healthcare facilities these days? Well, physicians use cell phones to answer clinical calls, uh, to send and receive patient emails, and also to access medical records. Uh, nurses and other healthcare workers use cell phones to communicate among one another by texting and calling. Uh, They also use them to receive educational training, and they also use them to audit uh, clinical processes such as hand hygiene. hygiene. Um, Patients use electronic tablets to register at some clinics, Uh, They also use them to receive educational information while they're in the clinics or in the hospital, 
And in some places, they are provided to patients to Skype with families while they are in the hospital. And of course, both personal and business cell phones are ubiquitous in healthcare, and hospital-based mobile phones are in wide use. So uh, although they have dramatically improved the process of communication between patients and healthcare workers and among healthcare workers and improved, definitely improved healthcare delivery efficiency, they also pose a potential risk of infection transmission unless they're cleaned properly. Exactly. And so um, we, most people in and out of hospitals, um, they just wipe off their phones, you know, as we use them, like with a microfiber cloth. But is that really enough? Well, studies have shown us that contaminating microorganisms on the surface of a cell phone can be partially but not fully removed by wiping with dry microfiber cloth. So dry wiping is definitely not enough to remove the dangerous pathogens that we see in a healthcare environment. Even wet wiping might not be enough in all cases. In one study, for instance, in an operating room uh, where germicidal wipes were used to clean phones, the majority of cell phones were found to be contaminated prior to wiping, but 75% were still contaminated after wiping. Um, in general, I'd say mobile electronics in healthcare settings pose a unique challenge with regard to cleaning and disinfection because they're so frequently touched with healthcare worker hands, which aren't always clean. Uh, they're also touched with contaminated gloves and are carried into multiple patient rooms and other potentially contaminated environments. Consequently, these devices have been referred to as our third hand, and manufacturers have just not adjusted their guidelines for use in healthcare. They often require cleaning and disinfection with products that are either not available or cannot produce a disinfection effect. And the most common cleaning and disinfection solutions that are used in the healthcare environment often cannot be used on mobile electronics without causing damage. Exactly. And thank you, Sue, for that information. And um, Sue, what type of germs might be transferred on cell phones? Well, you know, that list is really endless, but it does include some of the most dangerous pathogens to patients. For instance, Clostridium difficile. But also, it includes the bacteria which are resistant to many or all antibiotics that we have to treat them, such as methicillin-resistant Staph aureus or MRSA, vancomycin-resistant enterococci, VRE, and multidrug-resistant acinetobacter. As time passes, microbes are just becoming smarter as a result of exposure to antibiotics, and they're continually learning how to develop mechanisms to protect themselves from the antibiotics. Consequently, the antibiotics are becoming less effective and in some instances, not effective at all. That's why there's so much emphasis today on controlling the use of antibiotics and only prescribing what is absolutely necessary to treat known infections in the right dose for the right amount of time. The rate at which bacteria are becoming resistant to antibiotics is far exceeding the rate at which new antibiotics are being developed. Okay, and Sue, is there anything different about cleaning cell phones and tablets at home as they are in the healthcare facilities? I'd say most importantly, in the home environment, people are generally healthy. Uh, typically in the hospital environment, patients are sick. Some have poor immune systems. Some have contagious infections. And many have indwelling devices which provide a direct portal of entry for microorganisms. So disinfection and not just dry wiping is important for cell phones and tablets to be sure they're not implicated in infection transmission. 
Okay. And so before we go to a break, um, how do you disinfect a cell phone or tablet? Well, right now we're, we're guided only by the cell phone or tablet manufacturing guidelines. And those typically don't align with what is needed in healthcare. Uh, in other words, most don't address how to disinfect those devices. They just talk about cleaning with water or dry wiping for the most part. And there are no professional clinical guidelines that tell us how to do it. In general, germicidal wipes are used. And more recently, there have been UV disinfection devices introduced specifically for cell phones and tablets. So until there are professional guidelines for cleaning and disinfection of these devices, the process must must be approached in a deliberate and standardized fashion. One way to do that might be to incorporate the guidelines for cleaning phones and tablets into existing hand hygiene protocols. Because remember, we're thinking about cell phones as our third hand. It's also important to consider innovations being introduced specifically for disinfection of these devices, such as UVC disinfection. Sue, thank you so much for sharing that information with our global listeners. We're going to pause already for a commercial break, and when we return, we will continue discussing uh, the, the risk of contaminated cell phones and tablets in healthcare with Sue and Wesley. And stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Join us on November 8th and 9th at the 6th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo taking place at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Philadelphia Airport Hotel. For conference information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call the main office at 919-201-1512. We can't wait to see you at this year's conference. Call 919-201-1512 or visit cdifffoundation.org and we'll see you in November. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and we thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Sue Barnes, RNBSN, CIC, Fellow of APIC, an independent clinical 
consultant in the field of infection prevention, and Wesley Laporte, co-founder of Phone Soap. Sue and Wesley join us today to discuss the risk of contaminated cell phones and tablets in healthcare. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Wesley. Thank you. Happy to be Uh here. Well, thank you, and we're so happy you are here. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. And, Wesley, I'm going to direct this question for you, and I'm sure you'll be very much interested to um, share this with our global listeners. But would you mind taking a moment to tell us a little bit about phone soap and how it all works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So phone soap actually came about when I was working – on a cancer immunology project in 2010. And my cousin Dan, who also uh, co-founded uh, Phone Soap with me, told me about a study that was um, published that stated that the average cell phone was 18 times dirtier than a public restroom. And, uh, you know, it just made me really curious. And I decided to take a quick break from what I was doing and see if I could find any surfaces dirtier than my phone. And I swapped toilets and handles and shoes and, um, you know, the normal places that people would consider to be pretty dirty. And I swabbed my phone, of course, as well. And as it turns out, my phone was the dirtiest thing that I could even find at all. And uh, so, I, you know, we immediately felt, felt that this was a real problem that needed a real solution. And, um, you know, in college, I studied chemical engineering, and so... So we started to try to find a good chemical cleaner for the phone first, uh, but um, what we found out was that phones, when you get a new phone, it ships with an oleophobic coating on the screen, which makes the fingerprints um, rub off really easily and makes it so your phone doesn't get get so smudgy. But um, if you had your phone for a while, you'll notice that your fingerprints start to stick more often, and that's because that oleophobic coating rubs off. And and mm-hmm. so we also found that any chemical that that would kill be effective in killing bacteria, if you put that on your screen, would also um, strip that coating, making making the screen um, you know smudge more easily and you know collect more more contaminants and biomatter. So um, we we really um, you know, ran into a lot of problems there. We didn't we didn't think that that was a good solution. And um, back in the lab, when we actually used ultraviolet lights, uh, large ones um, in the hood, uh, we'd, we'd turn them on to disinfect the surfaces where we would work. And so I knew the technology was effective. And, and so um, what we did is we basically shrunk that technology down and married it to a cell phone charger. And uh, that's kind of how Phones Up was born. And um, we decided to take a habit that everybody has, you know, anyways. Everyone charges their phone every night, at least once a day usually, and and uh, kind of added in ultraviolet cleaning so people wouldn't necessarily even have to remember to clean their phone. They would just plug it in as they normally would, and, but they'd plug it into our device Phones Up, and their, their devices would be uh, disinfected uh, and charge at the same time. So um, we actually started in 2012 with that concept on doing a Kickstarter campaign, and we raised enough money to, um, you know, develop a prototype and and uh, you know, basically produce a unit and ship it out. And we were fortunate enough soon thereafter in 2014 to be uh, invited to appear on Shark Tank. Uh, if you've seen uh, that TV show on... Um, before with uh, with uh, Mark Cuban and Lori Grenier and uh, and others uh, that appear on the show and and we were on that show and we we uh, there was some some were interested some weren't and uh, ultimately it ended up um, you know we were on the show with Mark Cuban and Lori Grenier trying to uh, decide which which uh, shark or which investor to to bring into the team. Um, and uh, both had different approaches, but we ended up uh, taking a deal with Lori Grenier, who um, who appears a lot on QVC. And so uh, we actually sell phone soap quite a bit on QVC in huge quantities, and um, that did really well for us. And, and that kind of gave us the um, – helped our brand recognition quite a bit. And what happened after our Shark Tank airing was uh, – 
we actually had hospital facilities buying our consumer device and putting them in their NICU and and uh, nursing stations and, uh, and other places because it was basically the only device like that that it existed at the time. And so we worked with some hospitals and tried to find out what what they would need in a hospital-specific uh, device. And our consumer device uh, kills, you know, 99.99% of uh, um, germs in about 10 minutes. And so they just needed a faster solution that was uh, more effective, that, that gave a six-log reduction instead of three. So we went back to the drawing board and designed, uh, you know, a product uh, for specifically uh, for healthcare. And um, and so that's kind of, uh, you know, that more powerful unit that we've designed, and today we call the phone soap med. And it's a rapid UV disinfector that can eliminate many hard-to-kill pathogens in just 30 seconds. It's quick and easy for phones and tablets and posteras and even key cards. And it's, uh, it's smart as well, so it actually keeps track of what was disinfected and when and can generate reports showing all of that. And this is really important, really important product for us because hospital-acquired infections cost billions of dollars, and sometimes they even cost people their lives. And uh, with hospitals, with healthcare, it isn't just about keeping someone from getting a cold, you know, one less cold every year like it is with our consumer device, but it's, it's actually about saving lives. So that's, that's kind of a little bit of background about phone soap. Well, we are so glad that you were curious, uh, Wes. Thank you so much for that background, and it's a, an amazing journey, and we're just so glad that Phone Soap is here to stay. And, Wesley, what are some of the challenges with cleaning handheld mobile devices today? Yeah, I would say that the, you know, challenges include the fact that uh, these devices, iPads, cell phones, mobile, shared-use mobile devices are being introduced at a faster pace than the protocols are for disinfecting them. And, uh, you know, also they're touched very frequently and not always with clean hands. And they, they're usually always with the healthcare worker as well, and they move from patient to patient and room to room. And, you know, they're... They're they're made of tough materials, but they're actually pretty delicate in terms of functionality. So frequent frequent and common cleaning with you know caustic chemicals and disinfection solutions um, isn't re- doesn't really turn out to be the best uh, for the wear and tear of the device. Um, and most manufacturers actually they uh, the solutions that they that they suggest or require actually for cleaning and disinfecting for cleaning the devices don't actually do a good job of uh, actually disinfecting the device, especially not to the um, to the needs of any healthcare environment. Uh, and there's also insufficient evidence to direct how often these devices should even be cleaned. And of, and of course, we know that the devices can be contaminated with microorganisms, even if they're not visibly soiled, even if you can't see it. Uh, but they're there actually has been uh, studies done and published on the subject. One study published this year investigated the difference, differences in uh, contamination rates of mobile phones uh, in in the intensive care unit among students working there and other healthcare workers. And uh, a quick stat from from that study: of the 110 phones assessed, only 25 percent. Of students and 20% of all other healthcare workers' phones were actually clean. And the most common isolated organisms in both groups were uh, coagulase negative staphylococci and staphylococcus aureus, which both of which can do do and cause infections in patients. So most healthcare workers clean in, in the study clean their mobile phones once a week, and a third of the medical students in their phones only several times, several times a year. So 40% of the healthcare workers actually, you know, reported using out an alcohol disinfectant uh, to clean their phones, um, which would, you know, strip the oleophobic coating. And then the medical students uh, most commonly just basically use the dry cloth. So 
Exactly. And, you know, thank you so much, Wesley, for sharing that. Um, And we understand uh, we're all kind of afraid of using solvents on our mobile phones because we don't want to kill them. So we understand how complicated cleaning these devices are. So thanks for explaining that. And um, Wesley, what is the current practice for cleaning handheld mobile devices? Yeah, so um, actually in a recent survey of 110 infection uh, prevention professionals um, inquiring the use and cleaning of handheld mobile devices, 48% reported not having a hospital protocol for cleaning mobile devices and, uh, you know, reported a wide variety of cleaning methods, um, using anywhere from using a disinfection solution to wiping with a lint-free cloth. Uh, to using a germicidal wipe, uh, rubbing alcohol, damp cloth, um, and then some some facilities used a, a UV uh, light disinfection unit. As for the frequency of cleaning, the majority indicated in that study that there was no protocol in place to guide this, and the practice varied, which uh, included, you know, we'll clean these devices when they're visibly soiled, uh, before and after use um, once a day or once a shift. So it wasn't really standardized in any way. And the majority of those respondents also indicated not having a protocol restricting use of mobile devices when wearing gloves, um, you know, requiring hand hygiene prior to using the mobile devices and use of mobile devices in contact with isolation rooms for C. diff patients, for example. and more than 60% reported not using any type of innovation technology to reduce the risk of mobile device disinfection, such as, you know, UV disinfection device. Okay. So it varies. It, it does. It certainly does. And, Wesley, before we go to break, can you briefly describe some different products designed um, that are reducing the risk of contamination of mobile devices? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Well, in, in addition to... Uh, Phone soap and other UV disinfection devices, there are a number of products that have been designed to reduce the risk of contamination of mobile devices, such as protective films that enable cleaning the delicate devices and uh, without damaging them. And then there's some other, uh, you know, protective films that have an antimicrobial effect, though, though those wear off sometimes uh, with use. But, you know, of course, we feel the best approach is UV disinfection which has been proven to be very effective in eliminating surface contamination on iPhones and iPads without damaging the way those chemicals do. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Wesley. And thank you, Sue, for thank you know, for providing us the key points on the contamination and cleaning of mobile devices. We're going to pause for a moment and take a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing the risk of cont- contaminated cell phones and tablets in healthcare with our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. To help support the C. diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C-DIFF and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C-DIFF infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C-DIFF awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. 
Join us on November 8th and 9th at the 6th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo taking place at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Philadelphia Airport Hotel. For conference information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call the main office at 919-201-1512. We can't wait to see you at this year's conference. Call 919-201-1512 or visit cdifffoundation.org and we'll see you in November. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and we thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Sue Barnes, RNBSN CIC Fellow of APIC, an independent clinical consultant in the field of infection prevention, along with Wesley Laporte, co-founder of Phone Soap. Sue and Wesley join us today to discuss the risk of contaminated cell phones and tablets in healthcare. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Wesley. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Um, you're so welcome, and thanks so much for being here today. And, Sue, we're going to kick off this segment with you, and and we'd really like to know is, would you like to share the different applications for UV light in healthcare that are available today? Sure. Well, UVC light disinfection is being used more and more in hospitals as an adjunct to manual environmental cleaning, so... Uh, cleaning the healthcare environment. And that is because routine manual cleaning is never perfect because human beings perform the routine cleaning. So UVC light is being added in some hospitals as an adjunct uh, in the ongoing battle to keep especially um, drug-resistant bacteria from lingering in patient rooms and causing new infections. A number of studies have proven the efficacy of UVC light for disinfection of surfaces. And adding that to manual cleaning is felt by many hospitals to be really important as there have been studies showing that even after manual cleaning, uh, bacteria remain. And, and that can pose an infection risk to the next patient being admitted to the same hospital room. Infections from multi-drug resistant organisms are tough and expensive to treat and can be truly debilitating for a patient. For hospitals, these infections also cause a burden of cost, and that is often not reimbursable. UVC light has also been used for decades in healthcare to disinfect air and water. Um, For disinfection of environmental surfaces, there are two primary categories of UV light disinfection. One is mobile light units, and the other is high-intensity, narrow-spectrum, continuous light. And uh, so the mobile units can be rolled into patient rooms after the terminal cleaning has been performed, and those systems have been reported to effectively reduce any bacteria that might remain after the manual cleaning. Um, Advantages of these units include the fact that they're easy to use. Uh, They require very minimal training of the housekeeping personnel or EVS personnel. Of course, uh, no one can stay in the room while the mobile UVC devices are in use. The second type of surface disinfection is high-intensity, narrow-spectrum, continuous light, which is visible violet-blue light. 
this technology can be left on at all times because it's a lower intensity UVC power. So it can be used in areas that are occupied by both patients and healthcare workers. It's not as effective as the mobile units, but it has been shown to reduce surface bacteria at a slower and lower rate and is not dangerous to human cells. Okay, thank you so much, Sue. And Sue, can you share the studies that prove that UV light is effective as a method of environmental disinfection? Uh, Yes, there are a number of studies that report efficacy of of UVC as an adjunct to um, manual cleaning. Uh, Again, to emphasize, it's not designed to replace manual cleaning, elbow grease, uh, but to improve the effectiveness of the cleaning. One large randomized trial that was uh, led by Duke Health was published in 2017, and that concluded that the use of UVC uh, disinfection machines cut the transmission of four major superbugs by a cumulative 30%. Uh, There was another large study at the University of Pennsylvania that concluded that UV light disinfection is fast, safe, and effective, and reduces the risk of C. difficile infection associated with the hospital environment. This study was conducted in three HEMONC units uh, from 2014 to 15, and the results showed that by adding that UVC disinfection to regular cleaning protocols, the incidence of C. difficile was reduced by 25%. Um, According to the study, room cleaning with the UVC disinfection uh, took only five minutes longer on average than uh, when compared to just manual cleaning. The primary difference between these devices and phone soap, which is uh, Wesley has spoken about, is that UVC light is fully contained in that phone soap device. So there's no danger to patients or staff, and there's no need to leave the room when that phone soap device is turned on to clean the cell phones and and tablets. Okay. And so are there different strengths of UV light? Uh, The way they are described is by wavelength, and there are three UV light wavelengths, UVA, UVB, and UVC, and it's the UVC wavelength that is the germicidal wavelength. Uh, UVC acts by destroying the DNA within the microorganisms, and with their DNA broken, the germs can't function or reproduce, and they die. So UVC has a deadly effect on all microorganisms, including viruses and bacteria. Okay. And Sue, so there are, are there any drawbacks to using UV light as a method of disinfection? With the environmental, the mobile units, precautions, of course, must be taken to prevent exposure of the patient and healthcare worker skin and eyes by only using the units in rooms which are unoccupied. Again, with the phone soap UVC, that is enclosed within the unit and does not escape. So there's no danger to patients or healthcare workers. Okay, thank you, Sue. And Wesley, we're going to come back around to you. Would you mind telling us your plans regarding how to make sure hospitals know about your phone soap device? Yeah, we um, we have a number of hospitals trialing our phone soap med device uh, with really great results, and um, and that device will be available for purchase in January. But we do have a pre-order list that's um, that we're collecting and our plan is to continue to share information on social media and peer-reviewed journals and at professional conferences and uh, we'll be updating the website to make sure that that uh, we have all the information that a hospital would need to support the use of the product and to help prevent infections including um, you know the results of, of the studies that are being conducted and those will appear on our website here in the short term. Um, but we really just want to make a difference in healthcare uh, to add our device, the many tools already in use in the fight to prevent healthcare associated infections. And we know from our experience already that 
that the word of mouth by satisfied users has helped to boost the awareness of our product within the healthcare community. And in addition to sharing information on social media, online, and hard copy professional journals, um, as well as professional conferences, um, you know, we, we were just, uh, just last year at the um, Association for uh, Professionals in Infection Control and uh, Epidemiology and APIC and other conferences, conferences such as that. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Wesley. And Wesley, how and where would your phone soap UV disinfection units be used in a typical hospital? Yeah, in hospitals and other healthcare facilities where phone soap units are being used to disinfect the handheld mobile devices, uh, they're often uh, located centrally, um, but that depends on the unit. So, so uh, the NICU, the nursing station, uh, break room, sometimes patient facing um, in in waiting rooms, um, OR uh, areas such as that that are that are centrally located where um, where devices are being brought in and out of um, a room or or an area and um, it's really easy to depl- to put our devices into a facility because they can be mounted on the wall, they can be put on a table, um, by the sink or anywhere, they can be mounted on wheels and, and rolled about. And the disinfection cycle time is, you know, of 30 seconds. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's really effective and it's really fast and it's small enough to, you know, be moved around if needed or put in different areas that are, that are sometimes hard to put new devices in. Okay. And Wesley, before we go to break, does your phone soap unit for hospitals require a lot of upkeep and maintenance? Yeah, yeah no, they don't. Um, we're a consumer device company first, and so some of those, uh, uh, you know, practices have transferred over into this product as, as well. And one of the things we're most proud of is that it's easy to deploy, and it's easy for facilities to use. Um, and, we, you know, we took a lot of... Um, time into making it easy. It's actually a no-touch device, for example. It just seems silly to introduce a device to clean phones that could then become a vector for contamination itself. So the device opens and closes with the wave of your hand. And nobody needs to touch the device to use it. And it just takes 30 seconds every time. Uh, it's consistent. It's effective. It's easy to use. And uh, that's, that's not to mention the fact that it keeps track of what devices were disinfected and when. Um, so it has, it has a really awesome reporting function that helps ensure that all mobile devices are cleaned on a regular basis um, according to the frequency dictated by the hospital policy. really helps with compliance. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Wesley. Well, and we have come to the end of the segment, and we're going to stop here to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will be reviewing the key points discussed with our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Join us on November 8th and 9th at the 6th Annual International C. Diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo taking place at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Philadelphia Airport Hotel. For conference information and to register online, please visit the C. Diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call the main office at 919-201-1512. We can't wait to see you at this year's conference. Call 919-201-1512 or visit cdifffoundation.org and we'll see you in November. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. The C. diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C. diff can affect anyone at any age, at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, 
mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff spores and more. We welcome you back to the program and thank our listeners for joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Wesley. Thanks. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks so much for being here with us today. We've learned so much from both of you. And um, Sue, I'm going to ask you, do you have any closing comments at this time? Well, I, I just want to thank you, Nancy, uh, as well as the C. diff Foundation for the opportunity to share the information today about the impact uh, contaminated cell phones and tablets have on the, the risk of patient infection. And I'd like to sh- to end by sharing my general approach to infection prevention, which is until we've achieved sustained zero preventable infections, we need to continue to be early adopters of innovative approaches such as phone soap, which support our efforts to reduce patient infection risk. So thanks very much. Oh, thank you so much, Sue, for all you do also. We appreciate your dedication in the infection prevention community. And Wesley, would you like to share any closing comments and also share the contact information to our global listeners listening in today? Yeah, yes. Thank you, Nancy. Um, Our goal is really to eliminate the infection risk posed by contaminated cell phones and tablets. Um, They're really useful in facilities. More facilities are using them and, um, you know, we, we view it as our mission to make it so that those are never resulting in hospital-acquired infections. Um, and we do that, you know, through cleaning, but also through smart tracking and reporting. Um, healthcare workers can be certain which devices were disinfected and when, and that they um, were cleaned really well. Uh, this is, you know, that tracking is very powerful information to have because, with phone soap, there's no user or human error. It's 100% effective every time. And the, the reporting and the efficacy, those two pieces together make phone soap med, you know, a very powerful tool that can be used uh, to reduce, uh, you know, the risk of infection. And anyone that's interested in, um, you know, learning more about the product from us can uh, contact us, uh, sales at phonesoap.com. Um, phone soap is one word, P-H-O-N-E-S-O-A-P.com. Uh, we'd be happy to send more information along. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Wesley. Wesley, before we close the show, um, can you just take a moment and explain to our global listeners that you do have products for the consumer also? Yeah. So we've got, um, we've got, we started out as a consumer device company and we have a cell phone charger that disinfects your phone with UV light. And, um, as I said, as I said previously, that was really designed to make, uh, you know, disinfecting and cleaning your phone, something that you regular regularly do, but you don't actually have to remember to do it. So if you're plugging your phone into 
to charge every night before you go to bed. Um, plug it into our foam soap consumer device and uh, go to sleep. And when you're when you wake up, your phone will be uh, char- not only charged but germ-free as well. And you can find those de- devices uh, for sale at uh, phonesoap.com. Exactly, and that's really great for patients and their families, too. Thank you so much, Wesley. Mm-hmm. And Sue and Wesley, we thank you both for joining us today on C. diff spores and more. And we are grateful for your dedication in infection prevention and for putting patients and the healthcare professionals safety first. So I say thank you so much to you both again. Absolutely. Thank you. You are welcome. And at this time, the members of the C. diff Foundation wish to acknowledge all of the organizations around the globe. They are dedicated to improving health, the organizations and professionals, researching and developing new products addressing C. difficile infection prevention, treatments, and protecting the gut microbiome, and addressing environmental safety worldwide. To also learn about clinical trials in progress addressing the prevention and treatments of a C. difficile infection and recurrent C. diff infections, and how you and your loved ones may be able to take part in a clinical study, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website, which is cdifffoundation.org, and click on the tab clinical trials in progress please help them to help you to help others at this time we would also like to thank synthetic biologics for being the diamond sponsor of the sixth annual international seat of awareness conference and health expo that's taking place on november 8th and 9th in philadelphia pennsylvania at the Embassy Suites Philadelphia Airport property. We're grateful for the international keynote speakers joining us for this two-day conference and for the number of seat of community industry leaders being sponsors of this amazing educational event. Many of the sponsors will be exhibiting during the two-day conference, and it's a fantastic opportunity to learn more about the products and services focused on healthcare-acquired infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and diagnostics. We look forward to learning more together in November. We send out our get-well wishes to all patients being treated for and recovering from a C. difficile infection and the many wellness-draining illnesses being combated across the globe. We truly understand, and you're not alone. I'm your host, Nancy Kerala, with our reminder that none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together.